rim, ten feet. You can't stop me. Your game looks sloppy. You need more practice. Maybe you like this. Do enjoy the game by midway. I can drive around you, even shoot a trait. A three-point threat, no sweat. You can get back it out and fade away all net. Hang time. What you wanna do with the two for one? Welcome back, everybody. The NBA playoff special two for one brought to you by the Two Beers Podcast. I'm the moderator of this this little thing here. I'm Jordan. I'm here with the two amazing analysts that we have on the two for one: Drew Tomoski, Tori White. What's up, guys? Pretty proud of you. you. Got the name right on the first try this week. Whew. Yeah. I, impressive, I wrote it down. I read it. Impressive stuff. Did you write it on your hand? Um, I wrote it on my forehead, and I'm looking in the mirror, and I wrote it backwards. Ah, yeah. very nice. <clears throat> it's like the uh, it's like the Grizzlies. Every player on the palm of their hand should write, do not make dumb play, do not make dumb play, do not make dumb play. Just yeah. remind themselves at the end of the game not to make dumb plays. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's drink beer. Assume positions. Ready? Three. Two, one. Uh, went back to Old Faithful, Founders All Day IPA Session Ale. Let's go. Drew, what do you have? Uh, I have a stout from our favorite brewery. Cape May? Cape May Brewery in Cape May. From Cape May. From Cape May? Okay. From the brewery? Ties the room together. Lebowski go. style. Tori, what are you drinking? I'm drinking a beer from uh, Hitchhiker Brewing. It's double dry hopped, double bane of existence. It's a double IPA. Like uh, Desmond Bane. Like Desmond Bane. Uh, he's one of my favorite players to watch, so why not? Calmer uh, than you, bro. 9% alcohol. Ooh, 9%. Okay. So, uh, firstly, uh, we first round is complete. Second round started today. We're recording Sunday night. So let's talk about what happened in the first round. We were just chatting offline. Not a lot of surprises based on what you guys predicted. Um, but yeah, thought, thoughts and surprises. Uh, Drew, let's just kick it straight to you. Um, you know, I thought every series pretty much played out like we said it was going to on episode one of the two for one. I think we went eight for eight in our predictions and almost the exact and almost the number of games too, which, you know, yeah, good for fucking us. You know what I mean? I mean, you uh, two did. I, I definitely missed two series. Yeah. Well, well I mean, you know, we don't the thing is we, we had Brooklyn putting up some resistance and that never ha- happened. Yeah. I mean, you're just an, you're just an amateur. So it's that, okay. that's why I'm the moderator and not, not the talent. That's right, man. Life does not start and stop Ooh. at your convenience, Jordan. So, um, my deal, my life does. <laughs> yeah, the right. two. I mean, the the I'd, I'd say probably the biggest surprise, obviously, is the Nets getting swept and just getting absolutely their asses handed to them. swept. Um, which, you know, Kate. The 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 crazy part was just how. Like it's almost like KD was drunk the first three games. How bad he was! Um, very LeBron twenty eleven finals esque his performance in that series. He was he was a mess in the first game, turning the ball over left and right. Game two, I don't know, you know fourth quarter no show. Game three, which is a must win. Uh, Bruce Brown took nineteen shots. Kevin Durant took eleven. I I don't even know how that happens. Is that good? 
<laughs> uh, definitely not, not a recipe for success. No. And uh, you're not going to well, be you're not going to well, be winning many championships on league night with those uh, <laughs> with those numbers. No, and in game four, no he goes off for like 37, but. You know, it's on thirty-one long. shots though, like that. Like, yeah, inefficient, very inefficient. He, he but, missed. I mean, at he least, missed eighteen field goal attempts. Like, yeah, that, at least not, he, at least he was looking for a bad? shot. Yeah, yeah, that's not a good <laughs> it's thing. It's not great. And uh, and yeah, so that was probably the most. Well, I mean, the, it, Ky- yeah, I mean, Kyrie. Also, Ky- yeah, Ky- I was going to get to Kyrie. Well, he was say, great the first game, and I mean, I after just, that know, games two through four, yeah. I think he averaged fifteen points. Like, yeah, the the you got to bring a little bit more than that. I would say the maybe not so puzzling part was after the game where he's like, yeah, well, you know, <laughs> I think I think me not being around pretty much all you know most of the season probably hurt us and hurt our chemistry. Like, did he actually no, say that? I no, that no, part. shit, Kyrie. And uh, oh yeah, he he was like, yeah, that was that was probably a big distraction. I, I wish wish it wasn't a distraction. It was just like. Well, <laughs> yeah, you, you could show up, you know. <laughs> and then he was, and then he was like, "Yeah, I mean, I'm." When they asked him about, you know, because he's got the player option, and yeah. he's like, "Yeah, I mean, I mean, I, I see me and Kev, uh, you know, helping managing uh, Sean and the, yeah. whoever the other guy is." Uh, yeah, I saw uh, that, and that was I'm just a like, Paul moment." Yeah, I listen. If I'm the Nets, I have two, and we're talk. We'll talk about the Celtics more. Uh, in the preview for round two, but if I'm the Nets, uh, I am 100 percent not 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 signing, bringing him back. I'm calling every other potentially big free agent to see what to gauge what the interest is, and unless he opts in, which I don't think he's going to opt in, uh, I think he's going to opt out because he knows somebody will give him a max contract somewhere. Oh, Kyrie, right? yeah, huh. and. Uh, you know, some someone else can. You know, he he wants he wants to do everything on his terms, but with other people's money, which is I yeah you know, I don't usually agree with Stephen A. Smith, but his uh his just going at Kyrie the last like few weeks has just been great because he's so spot on. Uh, and then I would I would absolutely see if anybody would take Ben Simmons off my hands. Ah, the Jazz seem ripe for the uh for the picking right now. Uh, you could probably get a, a Gobert Simmons swap, I think, if you really wanted to. So those are two. That's the priorities for the Nets, and I just, I just hope KD can so, somehow finally be happy in his life. Yeah, that's all I got on that series. My my, my preseason uh, prediction for the Nets was predicated on them uh, getting away from Kyrie. I thought maybe they were going to see this side of him a little bit before it got to this point, but sure uh, didn't. Did not. And what was your trade? Fox, Fox, Fox and uh, somebody yeah, else. De'Aaron Fox was was uh, my number one that I thought was gonna because they they had Halliburton there. I was like, all right, so they could keep the younger point guard. Yeah, you know, bring in Kyrie for you know whether it's just a rental or whatever. And yeah, they they uh, you know got rid of Halliburton and kept Fox. So you know. The and then the Nets, you know, instead of trying to make someone to come in with James Harden so they could have Kevin Durant, a second best player, and James Harden, they got rid of Harden. Their second best player is playing half the time, and Ben Simmons is obviously nowhere to be found. So they kind of went the exact opposite he direction, was, and, and consequently, they're out of the playoffs in four games. He was he was walking his dog on the streets of Brooklyn today. That's that's where he is. Loser. I he mean, was that, probably that, look, he, that he was would probably help the really, mental uh, health. 
Yeah. <laughs> Probably looking really trendy, too, while he did yeah, it. Oh, oh, yeah, I'm sure. Yeah, they, they got a lot of work to do. I mean, they will get Joe Harris back, so whether they decide to keep him or move him. Ha, ha, I mean, having him and Curry, I, I don't know what you do there. I assume Mills will pick up his option, so one, one if not two of them will be traded, I would think, and maybe you can get some depth in there. But I don't, I don't understand why. You, I feel like that is the depth, but whatever. Well, I'm saying you can move Joe Harris's. I mean, Joe Harris's contract for two two solid role players. If you're keeping Steph, or, I mean, you got one year left with Seth Curry. So, like, do you need Seth Curry and Joe Harris? Especially if Patty Mills picks up his option. I, I, pro- I mean, uh, this year, yes, they did. I mean, yeah, this year. But those are all. That's the problem. You have like they're, they're all their bench was Drogic, Curry, Harris, and and Mills. Harris got hurt. And then you got basically three of the same guys that all just basically play a little bit better offensively, and none of them can play defense. So they were rolling out the lineup of Curry, Dragic, uh, Kyrie, Bruce Brown, and Claxton at one point, which kudos to you, Steve Nash. You are coach of the year with that. Yeah. Um, so basically they, they need forward depth is what you're saying. I'll, I'll tell you, <laughs> yeah. they, they probably do because I'm telling you, Kevin Durant – I was looking back at his games played. Here's here's his games played from 2014-15 onwards. 27, 72, 62, 64, 78. Did not play an entire season. 35 and 55. Not a lot. Not a lot. Like that that's it's like seven half a eight, that's over seven that eight now. straight years where he's missing like 20 games plus. They they're what? good. They're definitely going to need some forward help. You want but. you want another fun little stat like that? You know how many years Kyrie Irving's been in the NBA? Uh, let's see. I think it was 2010, 2011. So 11 Two. seasons. Do you know how many of those seasons he's played more than 60 games? Three, if that. I think it's four. Yeah. Four. That was a, that was a, I pulled that out of the blue. I just. Yeah. So a lot of problems in Brooklyn. Yeah. A lot of problems. So Helps when your best players are on the court. Yeah, it sure does. So, uh, and on the Celtics side, listen, dude, J- Jason Tatum uh, grew up to be a grown ass man in that series. He played like it. Uh, nobody could stop him. You know, he had all the momentum after that game one buzzer beater that he got the layup, and uh, he took it and ran with it. I also thought that um, I thought Marcus Smart was really good in the series too. You know, I thought he yeah. was. I thought he. I. I thought he. I think. Or in our preview, I said his. Him being able to stay on the floor, having to deal with the guys he was probably going to be guarding on Brooklyn, which was Kyrie, and, and they might thought they might throw. I thought they might throw him on Durant, but you know, they they didn't need to go there. They didn't need to. Um, a little bit. Yeah, game I thought, one. Yeah, I thought smart. I thought smart was was excellent as well. And uh, the I mean the Royal guys made a lot of shots. So uh, uh, that's that's all I got on Boston. Yeah, I mean, like like I said, I thought Brooklyn ran their offense pretty much how I called it, and then I said that. I would force Kyrie and KD to shoot a bunch because they got the guys to guard them, and the Boston kind of proved that, you know, with Marcus Smart on uh, Kyrie. And Tatum did a hell of a job on Durant. Um, his length kind of matched uh, Durant's length and gave him a lot of problems. So, And, um, oh, God, what is, the, what is like, the short, chubby guy? I, I always forget his name. For um, for Boston? For Boston, yeah. Uh, what position are we talking? Oh my God, he's like their Sorry, power forward backup. Grant, uh, Grant Williams. Yeah, Grant Williams. Like Grant Williams did the perfect uh, 
PJ Tucker uh, role too, where it's like I'm just gonna shove my chest into him and just make him shoot over me. Yeah. So. Um, and you know how much we love PJ Tucker. He's so um, good. You know what was enjoyable is and and this it's kind of been like the theme this whole season, but like these like teams where you the players play their own GM and you cobble them together have have like mostly like all failed pretty much all stunk. failed they've and all like, stunk like, all all of the franchises who have been like slowly building up their rosters like have had awesome years and like whipped those teams in the playoffs this like, is my so, shocked face yeah i mean well that's just it's just a, like a reversal of what's been the nba for the past 10 years so it's kind of fun yeah, um, I'm with and, it. And with, I mean, the the Bucks kind of did that. I mean, well, the Warriors have been like the poster child of that other than the Durant phase. Yeah, I was going to say, maybe it probably has something to do with the fact that the guys that started that are all getting old now. So it's like all these old guys now joining yeah. forces. And now you're seeing the same results as like Barkley and the Rockets like when they were old. Yeah. yeah. And things like that. Um, and then the – other... Oh, God. Oh, just to piggyback off yeah, of that. Piggy, so like piggyback off it. So, which was funny because when the Celtics were playing the Nets, they just looked freaking unbeatable. They were like, man, they built this team. They're rocking. And then, you know, they play the Bucks today, the team that also has been building their roster for years. And, you know, the Bucks just hand them a 12-point loss. So, that was kind of interesting. But, anyway, go ahead. Yeah, no, I was going to say, and the only other surprise series, which, we again, we said we thought this would be a, the most competitive, was – the Grizzlies and the Wolves, and I mean, the shock was just the fact that the Grizz or the the Wolves completely outplayed the uh, out with the exception of Game Two. The Wolves completely outplayed the Grizzlies the first three quarters of every game, and yeah. the Grizzlies destroyed them in every fourth quarter and end up winning the series in six. Um, you know, talent. I know, I I know people. You know, they don't want to say anything negative about Towns because he's been through a lot the last like year and a half with you know the losses he's had with COVID. Um, but man, he he is frustrating to like watch and root for because he's he, so good. But he picked besides, up every bad habit from Pat Beverly. I, I was about to say, but his habits are horrific, and he's such a whiner and a crybaby. Like ever, he's just even even when he's not involved in the play, man, he's just barking and yelling at the refs down the court. Like, bro. Just shut up and go play. Yeah, um, yeah really frustrating. Uh, you know, Anthony Edwards grew up. With, you know, man, he he grew up in this Ooh. series big time. Again, I stand he's, by my. He's state. their future. Yeah, he's their I would, face. He's their future. He yeah. needs to take hold of that team, and everyone needs to follow him. Yeah, every, everybody that thought Mitchell was going to be the next like two guard of the future, like nah, man, it's Anthony Edwards. So for was, sure, you heard it. You heard it here first on this podcast. That guy. You know, he's so good. He he got his I'm just, his improvement from last year to this year. It was just insane. Once once he once he gets a once that team gets a little bit more veteran leadership because Cat's not that's that what guy. they miss for sure. Yeah, like Cat's not Pat that guy. Not that guy and Pat Beverly is, is not definitely that guy. not that guy. Yeah, you need like like Chris Paul's a bad example, but like you just need well, you need I mean, like he, a he's he's more of the ultimate example, but he's yeah an yeah. He's the, I'm saying you need you need like a, a Tobias Harris, like you need you need some a couple guys like that that have a maturity about them to come in there and just teach those guys the right way to play basketball, like 
I would say now. Rudy Gay, but I just saw a stat that he's the only player. To, <laughs> he's what? like one of the losingest players in NBA. Yeah, yeah. That, that's the last <laughs> oh, guy yeah. I want on my team. Oh, like horrific! Fi- like fifteen, only player to play fifteen plus years and never like. Never what was it? Never won a play- never won what? a playoff series. Yeah, is that right? Hundred percent correct. That's did he not? Did they? Guys. Was he? Yeah. Was he not? I thought he was on the Spurs in some of those fading years. And he he was the on number. the Spurs in the fading years where they did not win playoff series. Okay, fair enough. Um, yeah. So I, you know, that was, and again, like their just their collapses in these fourth quarters were were gross. I mean, credit the Grizzlies for having because that you know they're a young team with they also don't have any. I mean, their only veteran, their only veteran guy on the team is really Stephen Adams, and because of the matchup, they just didn't play Stephen Adams like the entire series. Yeah. So it's all young I, guys. I, think, on the I thought court. that was a little bit of a mistake. I thought they could have used his toughness out there, but yeah, I think they were just concerned with him guarding Cat. But again, yeah, like Cat, I mean, Cat, so du- Kat, you could, you could yeah. play him twelve minutes instead of zero. Yeah, I'm more. I would have been more than happy to let Towns just shoot a bunch of threes. I mean, he didn't even have to have Adams in there oh, to have him yeah. shoot rush stupid threes. Um, but yeah, the I mean, you know, Ja, I you know, Ja played ja, Ja's Ja's series was basically the entire series of the Grizzlies. He wasn't great for three quarters, and then in winning time in the fourth quarter, he came up clutch in a number of uh, a number of those games. Yeah. Um, I really love this kid. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna start having the Durant Odin conversation with him and Zion uh, by the All Star break of next year. We're not we're not a hundred percent there, but we're almost there, and. Uh, you know, Bain. Or I thought I thought Bain was really good, and Bain, Bain's been really good all season. I've, I've yeah, and um, Brandon Clark was huge for them because I didn't think Trip Triple J had a very good series, and he just no. He just this this I don't I I don't know if he like bets bets uh DraftKings for his over under on fouls every night and just takes the over because like this dude like <laughs> oh this dude not, not only does he almost. Not only does he almost foul every Howard game, syndrome. but yeah, but these and these aren't even like the fouls he commits aren't even good. For, like they're not even fouls. Like, Howard on shots. Yeah, yeah, man. You're picking up a foul, reaching over a guy's back. You know, 94 feet away from the hoop, like like three minutes into the yeah. game. It's like, what are you, what are you doing, bro? Like yeah. on, on like a rebound you never could have even had in the first place. Like, stop wasting your fouls on this stuff. Yeah, so you like you could really tell. I mean, you could really tell how young both of those teams were in that yeah. series. But that, I mean, that by far was the most compelling of um, of the eight. I mean, everything else. I mean, I don't know, Tor Jordan, if there was anything else in the first round that was even worth noting with that with these guys outside. I mean, the in- injuries were probably more of a story than anything else. I was yeah. gonna say da- the, Dallas kind of. Dallas holding the fort while Luca was out was it was. It cool? Oh, that's right. Cool. Oh yeah, that's right. We only talked about the first, or we only talked about. The first, the first two games first on our two, first episode. They were done with two games, and it was 1-1. Yeah, I mean, the Jazz are trash. We said that in our season preview that it was put up or shut up, and we knew they'd be, you know, blowing it up because yeah. Mitchell Mitchell doesn't know how to win. Like, it's almost like, again, like Edward, Edward, Edwards is in a zone now where I'd rather have Edwards than Mitchell. Like, Mitchell still hasn't... He hasn't figured it out like other guys in his peer group, like Tatum now. The, and that roster never evolved, though. Like that that roster yeah. is the same thing it was three years ago. Well, and Connolly, it, it's it, and I know, think Con- getting rid of Joe Ingles hurt them. I know, I know, Ingles got injured, but yeah, well, yeah, I was gonna say, I mean, towards ACL, so it wasn't gonna play happened, anyway. You know that. Yeah, that, and that just hurt them. The issue again, the issue with them is always going to be, you have forty million of your cap space wrapped up into Rudy Gobert. And it's not that Gobert is a bad player, but the problem is 
It's $40 million. He can't create his own offense at all. Like he, that's the problem. Like he's completely dependent on somebody else getting him offense. And these teams have found a way to completely neutralize the one thing that he does that he gets paid that $40 million to do. Yeah. When these teams go small, they bring him out of the per- they bring him out of the paint onto the perimeter and he gets cooked. Like that's it. Like it's it just is what it is. Like Jazz Twitter can go off on me all they want. Like those are facts. Go watch these games. Like that's what happens. And it's like, oh, he can't guard five guys. It's like, dude, he can't guard he can't guard the guy in front of him on the perimeter. Like you don't see like Bam um, and Bead and triple jabbing. Even if he, even if he was executing that to perfection, was able to do that, you can't pay forty million and get sixteen points from a guy. You Six, just that, that's that's you all, just that's cannot. that's. Whether that's he's all the like best an extreme defender that ever walked the yeah. planet or not. You you can't pay forty million. To get You're being generous with sixteen points. Like there's games where he's got eight points. It's like you just you just can't do that, man. So that's why I was saying. Dollars, no. That's why I was saying. Like I, yeah, I, I think who I think it was Kevin O'Connor who suggested this trade because I've I fully I was in the camp of float him to the Hawks for Collins and um, Capella because you get the rim protection with Capella. And then you get tough. I'm not a John Collins fan. I think he's overrated. But at least you get a little like toughness in that in that um, in that locker room, which they severely need. But uh, Kevin O'Connor, the ringer, brought up the uh, the Simmons for Gobert trade would actually like. I think that would actually be great because then that solves a lot of their perimeter defense problems. You know, maybe playing in Utah where like you're not getting national media like like you are in Philly and New York. Maybe well, ben Simmons, Simmons can... loves national media though. Yeah. Exactly. Um, so that's what I'm saying. Maybe, maybe that would be like a perfect, perfect place for him, and maybe he, uh, you know, he nah, could... he'd be twice as unhappy there. I mean, <laughs> the dude, dude yeah, loves the media. He loves, yeah, he loves point. the camera as long. He as does. Yeah, he that's him, like... he he wants to be a celebrity more than everything else. Is true. Good point. Um, and yeah, and Brunson on that. Like, I mean, Jalen Brunson. He's he's gonna earn. We I think we talked about we talked about this on one of the catch and shoots, Joe. Like it's gonna suck that Dallas is going to have to pay him like eighty million dollars because while I think he's a really good player to have on your team, I think paying him that much money hurts you. But man, he, I think he's making me look silly now because he is balling in the playoffs. He, Absolutely, he's, he's doing great. I saw balling. something that like uh, like this year the Mavs could have offered him like a three or four year fifty five million deal, and then they did they. Did not offer it to him, which he probably would have signed at the time. Probably would have. Right. Now, now he's going to get now, 80. <laughs> now he's going to get a he's going to get a Van Fleet deal. He, yeah, he, yeah, he's going to get a Van Fleet deal or like Brogdon. That's yeah. like what he's going to get paid. So and hey, he's earned it. And I mean, we we I, we didn't even realize that Hardaway's not even playing. Yeah, I still don't know what's wrong with that guy. Speaking of Hardaway, that guy signed four years, seventy two million, like six years ago what do you think Jalen Brunson yeah I, that's yeah. what I was that's what I was gonna say you're citing all these other guys I was like is he gonna sign a Tim Hardaway contract like the guy <laughs> yeah and it's it's gonna be interesting so did, did and you, yeah the big the thing, thing yeah, Tim Hardaway yeah. should be doing that he's not doing yeah who did we see so aside from Luca Booker goes Booker went down Booker went down the, now Pelican, the Pelicans made it like they tried to make it competitive yeah yeah he they, they played really well, and Brandon Ingram played really well. Yeah, and then Zion are... Zion comes out the other day. He's like, oh, I was going to surprise everybody and come back Game Seven. It's like, dude, fuck you, Zion. Um, the only thing I was going to say just not say that, you know. Yeah, it was so dumb. I... Um, was just to close out first round thoughts. Um, 
How did we feel about Jokic's first round versus the Warriors? I mean, whatever. They got what they losing five. Yeah. It's uh I feel like you're uh asking Shooter McGavin about Happy Gilmore. <laughs> yeah, what Listen, did he finish Jokic- in uh dead last? No, he had a good day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Listen, Jokic Jokic is a great player. Um, I didn't see it. I was too busy winning. Yeah, exactly. Where did he finish again? Yeah, great. <laughs> um, hey, whatever. You know, you can you can call his team the teammates Drek and all this stuff, but like, man, like, I I don't know. He uh, everyone wants to cite advanced metrics. Yet he was he was almost every game he was a minus on the floor, and his team the in game the game they won, which was game four. Uh, Highland and Boogie went crazy, and you know they they went on a huge run while Jokic was on the bench. Like they won, With they ended up trouble. winning. Yeah, they they ended, they ended up only winning the game by like I want to say three points, but they were up by like twelve at one point, and it all happened with Jokic on the bench. So I I don't know, and he's in the biggest the most def- the biggest defensive play of the season. They put his ass on the bench, and yet there's advanced metrics that would tell you he's the third best defender in the NBA. And everyone was going nuts, like, oh, my God, did you see him call out that lob pass? Just like, you know, Austin Rivers also and three other Nuggets also called out the, the play that was going to be run. You mean to the Wiggins, people that which, were on the floor? Yeah, people actually on the floor, and, like, Jokic is on the bench. So, well, again, he's a great player. Like, it's, I'm just being a hater because he's going to take the – he's going to win the MVP this year, and he shouldn't be. Um, but, you know, we'll say, again, they're – when Murray comes back next year, I mean they'll they will most likely be my pick to go to the finals. I will I have them had winning. Him this year. What's that? I had him this year. I know. Yeah, you did. Um, I uh, you know it's funny tour. We were me and we were joke. Me and Jordan were trying to think back because we thought that we thought that in the preseason last year you picked Suns Bucks, and I was like, ah, Jay, I don't think that's right. No, I'm pretty sure me, no. I'm pretty sure me and Tori were both pretty skeptical of Chris Paul, and you actually weren't. And you Jordan know, Jay, was never... the one who was all over Chris Paul last year. What's that? He, I said Jordan was the one that was all over the. Chris he was, Paul. yeah. And again, he never yeah, wants to but... give himself credit, and he he gets so little. Again, he's the Disco Inferno of the podcast. He gets so little <laughs> right. You th- you would think he would celebrate the stuff that he does get yeah. right. Look, he had and... Chris Paul last year. He had the Warriors this year. He was but you all know, it was, Evan you, know you know, it was like, funny. The Cavs this year. With yeah, him. he's got a little bit of acumen. He doesn't give himself enough credit. Yeah, the funny part to our, I mean, he's uh, no cause, me. Cause we, he didn't get the finals right, but whatever. Yeah, we immediately we I went back to listen to that That's podcast. My Barry Horowitz moment. And I was like, I was like, no, he definitely didn't, man. I was like, he definitely didn't have the the Suns in there. It was it was once we got before the playoffs started. The playoffs. And we're yeah. listening to see who you picked, and somehow I read we randomly landed on your Nuggets um, insight. It's like, yeah, I mean, well, I mean, you know, pending if Michael Porter Jr. is going to stay healthy with his back, and I just started dying. I'm like, Jesus, this is this is like every season. I'm like, Michael Porter Jr.'s back can hold up. Well, I, my biggest thing this year was. Uh, Murray coming back from injury, yeah, but, which he just never did. So, which never, um, just never materialized. Yeah, so yeah, like I said, right. I, you know, that's, that's a good they'll... recap of the first round. Yeah, I agree. Um, so, all right, let's let's uh, break down. We got four series here remaining. I um, got I got the keys to all of them. All right, well then, let's start with Tori on this one. Uh, oh, let's pre- all right. I'll... Cool. Well, we came to you for thought first round surprises and thoughts first, so I was all gonna right, say All right, tickle shits. Go ahead. 
Give me, give me something right. first, damn it. Celts and Bucks. Game one, as I alluded to, 12-point victory for the Bucks. What do you think, Tori? Uh, yeah, I so I texted these guys today so they could uh, verify for me. I told them that the Bucks would take game one. Um, I also predicted the Grizz would win game one. We'll get to that later. I'll, I'll be honest with my predictions here. But I had uh, the Bucks to win game one. I thought that they're veteran. You know, they're, they've been in this situation more often than uh, the Celtics have. And quite frankly, they got the best player on the planet. Um, you know, I think at the beginning of the season, I said Kevin Durant was. But, you know, considering the injury history I just told you, if he ain't going to be healthy, it's got to be Giannis. And Giannis brings it every night. Uh, so with him being the best player on the planet, I mean, don't get me wrong. The Celtics are are great. They're on their way. They're maybe one piece away. They're like a, just one. They're just missing like a little bit something to put them over the top. Like Jalen Brown is great, but he's not that. You need someone, I don't want to say the same level with Jason Tatum, because Jason Tatum's so good. But J- there's too big of a gap between one and one A for them to get over the top. I I like the Bucks in uh, seven in this one. I think I, the Celtics are great. I think they're gonna give the the Bucks a, a hard time, but I think the Bucks just have the pedigree. They got the best player, and I think they're gonna end up winning the series. In seven. In seven. Drew, what's the key? Give it to me. Uh, Drew Holiday's got to play like an all star. He, you know, I, I, I don't. People, you know, people, everyone loves Drew Holiday. And I like Drew Holiday too. I'm not asking him for to be a superstar, right? Because I think there's a pretty clear differentiation between a superstar and an all star. He can't have he can't have any of those dog shit games that he'll occasionally have where he'll end up, you know, like against Brooklyn last year where he went, you know, two for twelve, including a three pointer that went off the side of the backboard. Um, and today, you know. That that was my that's my when I was kind of going through my key my my big key for each series that's really it for the Bucks I mean you know like Tori said I've been saying I've I've been on the the Giannis is the best player since again incredible that down two games to zero with almost like a season ending injury Giannis just like cracked the uh, the Da Vinci Code and realized he was like he was like Neo in the Matrix actually where like like the whole he just started seeing all the green little symbols and everything and just started realizing all the angles he could dominate playmaking and he just hasn't looked back man um and he just but he just needs that one guy it's, you know Conigan um you know Al Grayson Allen Brooke Lopez Port like they'll they'll make shots like they're they're going to make shots they're going to miss shots he needs that one steady guy um which usually would be Chris Middleton, God knows I miss him. Um, he he just needs that one steady guy he can count on to go into every game with him, and it's got to be Holiday. He was twenty five and ten, I think, tonight. Every time Boston, what was it? Twenty five nine and five. Twenty five nine and five. Yeah. Um, anytime Boston, once they took once once they took control of the game, um, and Boston would cut into the lead, cut it down to five, cut it down to four. I felt like Holiday made a big shot, and that's what he needs to continue to do. Uh, I have the Bucks in six. I think they close them out at home. Uh, was not surprised that they won today, or even that they, you know, it wasn't a blowout, but, you know, I mean, they won by double digits. Um, I actually think they're going to win game two, too. 
I think they're gonna. I think Boston will snag a game, a game it will a game in Milwaukee. Bucks will be up three one. Boston will get that game five, and then Bucks will close them out at home in uh, in six. Yeah, and and but it's nothing that Boston, you know, that Boston doesn't have the talent, or they got lucky that the Nets just you know imploded. I just it's I just don't know. Like the wall that they did, they they used to have such great success against Giannis because Brad Stevens just like Spolster, they would do the wall thing against Giannis, and that that just isn't going to work anymore. Like he just he just knows when to make the pass. So like when they just surround him with Portis, Grayson Allen, Pat Connaughton, like pick your pick your poison, man, and he can still just run through people. And now he's got the pull up. It's it's going to be tough, and they're so the, long. The like, funny part about the Bucks today is that they didn't shoot particularly well. Like uh, aside from Giannis, Grayson Allen, yeah, Giannis was nine of twenty five, and Holiday was eight of twenty. Like if like that's so those two guys weren't even particularly efficient, yeah. you know, but they still were able to win by twelve. Yeah, I mean, but, I mean Tatum and Brown were trash today. I mean, they didn't play particularly. Yeah, I mean well those either. two are gonna. You expect those two to to step up too, but you yeah. Know. But I like you know I I like the Bucks defense where they're like, yeah, we're we're just not giving up easy baskets. Go ahead and shoot. You guys want to shoot forty threes? We we know you're you're gonna shoot thirty percent. You might make seven in a row, but you're gonna miss you're you know you're gonna you're gonna miss like thirteen in a row. And you're I average, like what pers- this, what I call for the Celtics to do against the Nets. Like this. Yeah, it's like your percentage shoot, is gonna take, come. Take, you know, take your yeah. analytics out. Five feet past the three-point line and chuck them up, buddy. Yeah, exactly. Um, and they're just – Oh, good. I was going to say, and they're just so long. Like, when they put out that Portis, Brooke Lopez, and Giannis lineup, like, you just always have long body. I mean, Holiday's long too, you know? Like, you just always have long bodies around the rim where Brown and Tatum want to attack. Uh, when is Middleton going to be back? He's – so th- he was ruled out for this series, and they said it's doubtful he'll be back for the conference finals. But then another okay. report came out that said he's not completely ruled out for this series. I if he I if he comes if back at all three if, to five weeks or four to six weeks. If he comes back like at all, I, I don't think you'll see him before the NBA finals. Okay. Um, That's my best guess. Got it. I, I uh, if they get to the conference finals, I see him coming back. Okay. Um, Who do you so, got? Me? Yeah, you. Uh, Bucks in six. Nice. No, seven. No, six. Six. Six point five. Six, six and a half. I'll go six. All right, next series. The other game today, Warriors versus Grizzly. Fantastic game. Close the whole game. Back and forth the whole game. Warriors win by one. Draymond Green hilariously gets thrown out on a swipe. <laughs> Insane. That, that, yeah, I think he did hit the guy's face rather solidly, but not to the point where the guy was injured, bleeding, wobbly, nothing like that. Don't know then if he, it was even intentional. Oh, yeah. I don't think it was intentional at all. He, I think he was trying to just wildly swing. I, I mean, yeah, I mean, that's what Dray- Draymond does that. He's going to he's gonna slap his arms and smack around, and I just think that he caught him the wrong angle going up, and then he tried to... He grabbed the jersey to try and hold the play up, yeah. and, like, 
it ended up they said he yanked the guy down by the jersey which is like yeah which okay, made it excessive and they tossed him which i just i just couldn't believe they tossed him i'm like was, is that was, is this happening it's like are they really doing that? and you know i would have a problem with it if they if they would be consistent but like you know you know that like someone on miami is gonna you know completely like uh goldberg spear harden in one of these games and it's just gonna be a regular like take foul and i'm just gonna be like what and just lose my mind like, um, uh, that that was seemed very excessive for to eject him off of that. Yeah, that that was, that was over the line. Yeah, um, I, I I agree. But but Draymond's reaction afterwards just kind of yeah, where he's just like taunting. I was like, you know what? Now crowd. I'm happy you're gone. Get out <laughs> of here. He's just taunting the crowd. Yeah, he, I was he, I was actually surprised they didn't give him stuff. a technical foul. I was for that. surprised they didn't either. Like, which I don't know. I mean, I. Right, you could still tee him up. Hundred percent of the game. Yeah, hundred percent. You can. Yeah. So I was. You just start laughing and jumping around and clapping and just being Draymond, which is also probably a reason why they tossed him based on reputation. So. Yeah. Uh, All right, Drew. Tori went first. What's the key to the series? Um, Steph Curry has to be the best player in the series, and he needs to. I think this is the series where he puts to bed. Where he needs to put to bed those, you know, those whispers out there that, you know, he's not he's not made for the postseason because he's had quote unquote postseason struggles in his uh in his prior performances in a, in when when you know when some of these are meaningful, not just a random first round series against, you know, an underhanded Pelicans team or um the Blazers. You know, I think he needs to he needs to be consistently good. Can't just be little flurries. And he has to, he's got to be big in the fourth quarter, especially because how well Memphis can play defense. A lot of their, um, a lot of their off ball stuff is going to be shut off. Like a lot of those backdoor passes that they, that they've perfect perfected over the last like seven years. You know, I think they have those long defenders that are going to be smart and, you know, be, be hedging on a lot of that stuff. So I saw um, a lot of backdoor passes today. There were, lot, there were that one give and go between I think it was Poole and Wiggins was just beautiful. Yeah, and he um he was he was one for five today in the fourth quarter, which can't happen. And I mean he missed a wide. I mean with the last in the last two it was two minutes to go. They were down. They were no, I think they were down. I think it was tied. Yeah, tie game. Da- um, they have the ball. Two minutes left. He just misses a point blank wide open three, and, he, and he's wide open for about three or four seconds because they overplayed pool and somehow hilariously left Curry wide open, and and he misses. And luckily Thompson uh, on the on the next time next trip down um, in an out of bounds play got a three to to put them ahead. But like that that shit can't happen, man. No more no more Steph Curry with with the, in a playoff game in the fourth quarter can't make the big shot to to put the game away. He's got to be. You know what? what he, everyone wants to say he's already a top twenty player in the in, of all time. He's got to play like that in this series for them to win. Especially with John Morant being as efficient as he has been in the fourth quarters. Whenever yes. he's when, he can't be one for five. Whenever the guy he's going against is just yeah. taking over and dominating fourth quarter after fourth quarter. 
Yeah, and I and I, I will give Curry credit. He did have a huge block against Morant in the last thirty seconds today, um, which was funny because everyone was criticizing the Grizzlies for not going two for one, and I'm just like going nuts. I'm like, I was like, <laughs> I was like, they're one of the best defensive teams in the league. Why? So yeah, yeah. Let's let's just rush and take a garbage shot against one of the best free throw shooting teams in the league. Let's let's just do that. Let's just take and, a shitty sh- let's just take a shitty shot and not just trust our defense. I I hate and people. Gordon State is one of the top defensive teams, you know. In the yeah, league I just well, it was so, so annoying, but um. Yeah. But yeah, Curry did have a huge block on uh, Morant going to the basket. Um, that that's yeah you know, would have set up the games you know the game ceiling free throws from Clay Thompson that he missed both of, which was shocking. Um, but yeah, it, yeah. To your point, yeah, like like John Morant, John Morant's going against their defense. He was scoring buckets. Like Curry needs to be able to get buckets, man. Like it's got to happen. Uh, I think that I'll be curious to see if they. Let I think they did today. Like let Stephen Adams just keep riding the pine pony, or try oh to dominate God. them with size. Get him in the game, please. He does. Yeah, so he didn't play it all today, right? He started seventy five games for this team this year. Yeah, yeah. I, don't think, I don't think he was on the floor a minute. And he hasn't been since the game. Since the middle of game two, they kind of benched him, and he hasn't really seen the floor. Yeah, like but you but like this you guy need provides bully. rim protection, rebounding. I mean, he's solid. You know, coming off screens, gets you a couple floaters here and there, like. He provides a lot for this team. Yeah. Like just because he can't, you know, guard someone at the three point line, which you know I think we've said through every series. Like, but hey, he'll get, be guarding get, Draymond Green anyway. So yeah, it get doesn't these, matter. Get these guys who are garbage three point shooters. Allow yeah. them to shoot these shots. Like, but I don't. Yeah, I, 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 I would. I, think I would he provides pl- way more positives than he does negatives for this team, and, and they just would are willing to ignore that for just a couple of small negatives. Hundred percent agree. So I, I, I think the Warriors will win in six games. Um, today, I think I think today was a huge missed opportunity for the. I don't think the Grizzlies will be defeated by this loss, but man, you you know you lose they lose their facilitator and best defensive player in the first half, and 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 you're at home. And you can't that get that game. Half? I thought that it's was gonna be tough. The third quarter. No, it was it the first half. It was right. It was like it was like the last minute I was and a half. In, uh, you know, out. So I didn't get to sit down and watch the game for people watching. Yeah, it was the last minute say. and a half of the first half that uh, that it happened. So, yeah, I, I like I like Golden State. Go ahead and taking it in six games. Uh, I I had coming into this series, I had said that uh, Memphis was going to win. I'm going to stick with them because I'm never nervous. Uh, I, I I saw I saw a lot of positives. You know, uh, they had they had a chance. They made a couple couple minor mental errors which i hope they wow. can correct like i mean i, I say, wouldn't call I, them minor but yeah <laughs> i I'd say well yeah obviously it cost them the game but like yeah, it's, it's just it's the, they're it's making like, mistakes you would expect the team to be making in their first playoff run like they're a young when, team whenever their uh you know veteran leader is on the bench and not out there you know helping out there them. yeah but uh they like simple things like they inbounded the ball to clay thompson with 11 seconds left they take the foul with six point two seconds left. Like, what? Why are you letting five seconds go off the clock? Yeah, going like, for the steal. You, like, yeah. slap them immediately. You, like, just s- silly little things like that that add up when you put them all together. That that they could like those things are easy should be easy fixes. And if they do that, I think they still win the series. And I th- I think they'll they got to find a way to not let teams constantly stay ahead of them until the fourth quarter and be like okay now we're going to try and turn it on you got to like get a like 
game two of the Timberwolves series, they got ahead, they put a team down, they kept them down. I was like, all right, give me more of that for the rest of the, the rest of that series. And I thought that series would be done in five. They weren't able to do that. They got to find a way to do that against the Warriors because I think they'll have opportunities to. Uh, I, I don't think the Warriors are without holes. I think they still have a little bit of continuity issues just from not playing together. Like, you know, they they like they got maybe 20 games with everyone together, if that. I, I still think they have, you know, some, some uh, chemistry issues, I guess is the word I'm looking for. Their chemistry isn't as perfect as it has been in the past. So I, th- I think if Memphis could take advantage of that, you know, fix some of these little things, they could they could still win in six or seven. Uh, yeah, I got I, w- I was impressed that um, when they went down ten in the third quarter that they were able to fight back today. Right I, back, uh, right back, and, that, and they've yeah. been doing that all all season and all playoffs. Yeah, I I thought they were gonna fold. And Golden State would just have an av- an avalanche, um, and they didn't. So that was that was really. I I also thought Jaws Layup was going to go in at the buzzer too. So yeah, <laughs> that's how much. I, I, I thought that that's was, how confident I am in in John Moran. Exactly, at this point. I thought they were definitely winning that when they had that shot. I'm like, team making this. Let's go. What a, what an out of God. What it's like to have a coach at the professional or college level that can actually draw an out of timeout play and it actually be good. So good. That's why uh, I should be yeah. Coach of the year, Taylor Jenkins. Who could ever forget that? Well, too bad he won't. So, uh, JL, Warriors and how many? Five. Woo! Love it. Make it all, make... all close games. Uh, like you said, the inexperience cost them at the end of games a lot. Warriors and five. Make make it make it easy on the nerves. Lock it up in five. Never nervous. I don't think it's gonna be easy. I don't think it's gonna be easy on the nerves. I think it's gonna be down like a lot of like what you saw that day, like down to the end. Um. Okay. So then the two series that did not kick off today, <clears throat> Sunday, May 1st, um, 76ers versus Heat. The stunning news that Joel Embiid has uh, a fractured orbital. Um, and a concussion. And a concussion. Uh, he's going to be out indefinitely so we don't know uh if he's even going to play this series uh which means it all all falls on james so um i don't know should we start with drew or do we go to tory i say if, we'll you, to if you want me to take it i will soften the blow for uh go, drew do it do it uh look i i think as soon as i heard that news i messaged you guys and i was like man this poor guy just can't catch a break uh you know i <sighs> so doc rivers our <laughs> beloved coach um <laughs> there it is he's just tumbling down I see it so clearly. Joel, you know we're around. I can't keep thinking about the love we had. I'm missing you. And nobody knows it but Joel. 
Go ahead. Go back. I'm sorry. Uh, so, yeah. I mean, our beloved coach, Doc Rivers, had uh, Mr. Embiid in the game when it was uh, tw- they were up 29 with about four minutes left in the fourth or so. And that's when this injury occurred. Uh, and afterwards, Mr. Rivers said that he had no regrets about leaving Joel Embiid in the game. And I just thought, and that is why you fail. Like, whenever that, whenever that stark reality is staring you right in the face, and you just can't face it and say, no, I did the right thing. No, you didn't. Proof's in the pudding. You made a mistake. Own up to it. Uh, yeah, and that's going to cost the Sixers whatever run they could have possibly had. Like, now, now the Heat has a couple injuries of their own, but they're minor. They should be getting those guys back. It, but bottom line is the Heat has way more than uh, the Sixers could uh, deal with. So the Heat are probably going to win this in about five or six. And nobody knows it but me. <sighs> um... Yeah, a couple things. One, uh, I think it's official. The Raptors are the scummiest fan base ever now between uh, cheering Durant, Terrence Achilles, and then uh, let's not forget that was a intentional elbow to the face Siakam threw to Joel that caused that injury uh, that they were cheering. So hopefully uh, hopefully we can drop the uh, booing Santa Claus from 50 years ago and we can start talking about how the Raptors fans in Toronto are just the absolute shitbags that they are. Um yeah, I, I mean, Bre- I get breaking it. Breaking all those nice Canadian uh, stereotypes. Yeah, they're the worst. Um, yeah, it, it really sucks, man. Like, I, I've been waiting for the Heat all season. I have not feared this matchup. I, you know, when when the when everything shook out the way it did, I was like, I, 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 I like this. I, the, we gotta, you know, we don't have to face Durant or Giannis until the. Uh, at the conference finals like this is this is perfect and you never know you might get a lucky break Middleton gets hurt you know who knows and then Joel breaks his face um you know obviously the, the obvious key is Joel if he I, the thought is he is coming back for game three he'll wear the mask he doesn't have to get surgery um I thought he might play game two because I think that would have been six days so he's he had to be out at least five because the concussion protocol if they can steal one of these games here and Harden can just somehow go back and lock in his old spearmint rhino-ness, then I still... You're on the right track, but you're going down the wrong... (laughs) It's not going to be Harden. No, 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 that's not my key. Uh, No, no, that's... No, no, no. That's not my key. That's that's to steal game one or two. Like Harden... If you're going to steal game one or two, it's not going to be Harden. It's going to be Tyrese Maxey. Uh, Tyrese well, Maxey is going to put up 40 if you guys are going to steal a game. Harden's got to be great in, to, to do that in Miami on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. My key, my key, my keys to winning the series is Max Ma, or Maxey and Thibel because they're the to me they're the two key role players for the Sixers. Not only for the series but for the future because if those two guys come up small in this series, then that's when the Sixers brass are going to ask the questions: Do we go after? a third quote unquote star and flip these two guys to a Washington for a Bradley Beal. Do we flip them for whoever, you know, crybaby X player wants out of their situation? 
Um, so I think it's a big. I think I think they're they're key for the Sixers. If once they're healthy, if Joel comes back, it's those two guys are going to be the swing players that are going to determine if who wins. And but for long term, again, if they come up small, then they're especially Thibel because he was not good in the Toronto series. He was. Off, even defensively, he wasn't great in the games that he was able to play in Philadelphia. Um, and so he could easily get shipped out of here. So I think that's where we are. I'm going to take the Sixers in seven. I think Joel's, I, I think Joel's coming back. Wow. I think that Harden steals a game here in Miami. Lowry, I know Lowry's out. Not that it matters. Like, I mean, to me... I mean, if Bam, Bam and Hero are the guys for them that are going to swing swing the series, it's not going to be Jimmy and it's not going to be Kyle Lowry. Um, so I think they win it. I think Joel comes back and just dominates in the mask. He's the hero that we need. He's going to be wearing that, like, graphite black mask and going nuts. <laughs> they, outlawed, take... they outlawed that. You can't wear that anymore. Oh really? You can't yeah. you can't do the black graphite one? Oh boom. You gotta totally change your prediction now. Miami and five, it's over. Miami and five. <laughs> they made LeBron now, in the middle of while he was wearing it. Yeah, I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna stick with the Sixers and seven. I had them winning before before when we did our preview. I'm gonna keep it. I don't believe in Miami. They're gonna get it done. James Harden's gonna show everybody he's still got the goods. It's gonna happen. If by everybody you mean the strippers at the spirit. (laughs) That is that is somewhat concerning. JL. Um Tori, what was your prediction? My prediction is Miami in five or six. look, if if you think Philly's gonna win this series, that means A, by game two, Joel is gonna come back and be Joel, and B Tyrese Maxey has to be their second best player. No, I know you like to think, oh, Harden, Harden. This ain't the Harden of old. He's that player's gone. You need Tyrese Maxey, the guy who's up and coming, the guy who who had a chance to be a superstar. You need him to, to play a, like, like to play like a superstar. I'm just saying, I need I need like, Harden like to go get. I need Harden to get me 35 Harden, in Harden, game. Harden needs no. He, he, he's, he's, what do he, you mean? He, no, in games in game one or two, I need no, him to get me 35. He, he's going to need to be. Tw- <laughs> he needs to be 20, or, or, 22. You know what's funny though, bro, Like. We, like, we we forget that like before his injury, whether it was fake or whatever this year, like he was really good with the Nets. Like he wasn't he wasn't shitty. Like everyone's like, oh, he just, it's, it's, it, he was awesome with the Nets. The, he, he's got a better record with the Nets than Durant and, and Kyrie Irving. I don't think I don't think it's, it's I, I don't think he can consistently do that. But I think in order for the Sixers, if you think they're getting what Joel's not coming back the first two games, he's not going to be back till Game Three. If you think the Sixers, Maxie's going to score 40 and Harden's going to score 15 and they're taking games one or two, that's not going to happen. I'm saying you need 40 for Maxie and like 22 and 15 assists from Harden. I I think you need way more than that from Harden to to get one of the first two, but that's just me. And I think he's more than capable of doing it. I, so we'll I, I think he could do it for one game this series, but I, that's all I need. I just but, need but, but, I just I just I need to steal. I just need to steal one or game one or game two. I don't think he does it without Joel on the floor. That's the thing. You need people going to Joel. Well, that's because you underestimate B ball read. Okay. Excuse me. I um, let me, allow me to apologize. You should. I. Out of respect to the Sixers, we'll take Miami in six. Okay. Uh, but it it could easily be five. It, All right. Um, 
I will All say right. this. The Sixers have the catchier uh, theme song. That's right. 10, 9, 8, 76ers. So, I mean, they were losing to the Raptors anyway, right? So, you know, I guess it's house money at this point. <laughs> uh, that's not what I said. No, I know. That's what like most of like that they that was the trendy upset. Uh the oh the Raptors, they're gonna they're gonna beat him in five or six games. Yeah. I, I said it to you. Drew and got him all worked up. Oh yeah, it wasn't just you, like Bill Simmons, all those guys. Like they were like, Oh, I Bill Simmons the Raptors. messaged you? Yeah, he texted me on the low low. Cool. You're so cool. <laughs> I know. Alright. Final series. Suns Mavs. I guess the question is do the Mavs have a shot? Um, who Hell started, yeah. Who started the last one? Oh, yeah. Tori did, and then Drew played the song. Yeah. Um, so, Drew. Uh, absolutely. Dallas has a chance. They. This is probably blasphemous, but they have the best player in the series. Um, so why, why would that be blasphemous? Because uh, I think most people would say that Booker is the best player in the series. Paul's the most important, but I just disagree. I think Luka is by far the best player in the series. I think Booker is more important than Paul. I, I love it. Thank you. That's, that's why we're on this podcast together and not these assholes uh, <laughs> that are calling these games. Um, it's definitely, yeah, to me, it's Luka. Uh, the match, the I, I can't wait to watch uh, Booker, or sorry, um, I'm blanking. Luca versus Mikel Bridges, because this is gonna like Bridges is That'll gonna be, be guarding. What's that? That'll be good. That'll be entertaining to watch. But because this is this is a good it's a good test for both of these guys because Luca's gonna have an individual one on one defender on him that you know is long. It, with that that you know the step backs that he does like I think Bridges is pretty good at guarding those. Um, and it's we're gonna we're gonna see Bridges here because like, I, I like I like Mikel and everyone goes wild, but you know I don't think he's had to guard a player like Luca for seven games if that's which I think it's gonna go. Um, so we're gonna see we're gonna see just how how good he is. Um, he's already got his extension, so we're kind of stuck there. But I I think it's gonna be that's gonna be fascinating how that plays out, especially with this five wide that Dallas does. And uh, man, I can't wait for the old the old man game between Chris Paul and Jalen Brunson. Both dudes just play like they're like sixty five year old men at rec centers. The way like their I style goes, I'm so excited for that. Um, uh, Booker, I mean Booker's. Uh, is it his hamstring? It was his hamstring, right? It's a hamstring. Yeah, I mean that's you know if he's if he's healthy, I think Phoenix is going to win this in seven games. If he misses any games, I think Dallas takes the series. I do think Booker will play all. I, I do think Booker will make himself available in some fashion. So, I'll take the Suns in seven. Um, but yeah, I think I think Paul Paul's going to have to. I, I think this is going to have to be a Chris Paul series versus a Booker series. Um, yeah, I do. I think that I think he. Him getting Brunson and those guys in foul trouble, I think, is is key because Dallas doesn't have a ton of depth, and to me, the strengths of their the, the strength of their offense is it comes from Luca and Brunson, and if you get those two dudes in foul trouble, because they're probably gonna switch, he's probably gonna switch to get Luca on him a lot too. So I think I think Chris Paul is going to dictate a lot of the series. So he needs to be. 
he needs to be ready for like you know to be in go time here. Well, I think I think uh, he I think he has the most pressure of any player. I said it when we started we started the playoffs. Well, we didn't do any hot takes like that, but I was telling some other buddies he's got the most pressure this year in the playoffs. Period. Uh, I don't know about all that, but my he's got to win a title. This is it. He's got a sixty win team, home court. He's got to win a title. Uh, <laughs> he doesn't win a title this year. What? I think I think they do so. Anyway, yeah, I I agree. Well, no, I don't agree, but they'll get Ooh, there. Uh, anyway. No, they will get there. We picked the Warriors. Never you mind. Guys you're wrong. The Warriors. I, yeah, I stuck right. with the Suns. You're right. I said, Go ahead. I had Sorry. I completely different finals than you guys. But so my breakdown of this series is, I you took the, you said if Booker misses any time that uh you like you like the Mavs man. I I'm kind of I do. I thought I was going to be edgy saying that the Mavs were going to win two games. I thought I was, like, being edgy with that. Um, edgy? Oh. I think uh, I think by game three at at the latest, probably by game two, I think Booker's going to be back to form. I, I don't see – I see him getting over 30 the majority of the series. Um, okay. I. I don't think they have anyone who could check them. I don't. Dallas has a good deal. I mean, Dallas has the last like forty games. Dallas has had like a top five, six defense. I'd love to see their schedule during that time, but either way, I ah, I, I mean, still you can say think, a lot of that stuff. Yeah, uh, but there, this I don't see that Dallas has enough production from the others outside of Luca and Brunson. I just don't see them putting up enough to keep up with the Suns. Yeah. A, a force, they, like this, the Suns. They just had last game. Uh, just between Paul and Aiton, they combined for twenty four from twenty six on this field. Like, and I understand. I understand. They're they playing what a thirty four win yeah, team. Yeah, I understand yeah. the Pelicans aren't you know world beaters, but hey, they're a thirty four win team. I mean, if, if you're gonna tell me that, <laughs> if you're gonna, yeah, whatever. Uh, I know what you mean. I'm just saying. Let's, let's not let's not say it. This is called Spain. They're a thirty four win team. But either way, I, I just think even once you go past Booker, Aiton, uh, Paul, I just think Crowder, Bridges, Cam Johnson. Cam, the, Cammy Johnson. I think all these guys are going to be able to, you know, campaign. I think all of these guys are going to be able to give them, you know, a, way more buckets than anyone outside of Brunson and uh, Luka and could, could give Dallas. I, I I just don't see how Dallas is going to be able to keep up with the Suns. I, yeah, I, I, I think I got from, the Suns in six, and I thought I was being edgy given being edgy given the Mavs, you know, two games. I didn't think many people would. I just I think that I think that five wide they play is tough, um, especially when you have Luca running it. Because I, and again, it's probably just more of my faith in Luka Doncic to win two games on his own. And then you have one game where the rest of these guys just go nuts and shoot like sixty percent from three. Do you though? Um, do you really? I do. I do. I I love Kirkland, so I love the Kirkland brand players that he's playing with. That's um, wonderful. <laughs> I just I, I yeah I think Luke is that good that he can get it, and that's what I'm saying. Like I I, I, I don't know how healthy Booker. Games is of if Booker, I mean they the the Pelicans are a thirty four win team, and they took they took two games from Phoenix convincingly, and we're right there in Game Six. And that's the Pelicans. Like I, I, if Booker's not healthy, I, I don't. I would be shocked if Dallas 
doesn't win two games very convincingly against them. So maybe again, maybe it's maybe it's some recency, but it's why, probably some. I don't understand why the Pelicans win total matters, but the Suns win total doesn't. Well, exactly. The against against a team that they won thirty, almost thirty more games than they struggled in a first round series. Mm-hmm. That's not fair. They didn't struggle. They didn't struggle with the Pelicans. They lost a couple games whenever they're. They lost a couple games, and the, the game injured. game six came down to the last third or ninety seconds. They're waking up. They're not taking that. Team. That's what I'm saying. They struggled. You, you, that's that's struggling. Yeah, but that's, their best player was injured. So. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. If Booker's not healthy, like that's what I'm saying. I'm like you, if, he's probably going to be. Okay, that's fair. If, if you think he's all there, um, you're saying if he's all there, they go seven. I'm telling. There's you. a difference between struggling and having an injury and then like stumbling through it. Like ah. that's. There's a difference. The way the way that went, they struggled, in my opinion. Yeah, I think I think Luca's that good that Luca can take him seven. I mean, yeah. it, it, it independent of either of your points. There's a difference. I just think between, yeah, like Dallas playing up in a series yeah. and being healthy and struggling, and then like having an injury to your best player and kind of yeah. Like and and if Booker everything. yeah, if Booker's hammies restrict restricting him like during this series, then you have the same. And they just play weird. They're just one of those teams. Like again, they play this like weird five out offense that a lot of teams don't play. And you're going to be kind like Chris Paul is going to have to be working and moving on defense. Like it's not, it's not going to be a lot of one-on-one isolation. So a lot of their perimeter defenders, like that doesn't, I don't think that's going to work, but I, I still think Phoenix is going to win. I, th- I think Phoenix has enough bodies to throw at that though. I, I mean, I'm, I would, I can't wait till campaigns out there on Luca Island. It's going to be great. You don't think you think they put him over like a Cam Johnson or a Crowder? Luca's that Luca, whoever Luca's gonna Bridges, get, or, or Luca or Booker. They're just gonna keep throwing guys at him. They have enough. And Luca's just yeah, Luke, Luca, and then Luca's gonna make sure whoever he wants to be on him is on him. Luca was Luca was torching Kawhi Leonard a year ago <laughs> when he put him on him. That's great. Kawhi That's great. How that how that go? I I what do you call it? They went seven games. That's how it went. Okay, you're, with you're, Kirkland Brand, he went seven. He went seven. He went seven games with Kirk, almost two two years in a row with Kirkland Brand players. That's how good Luka Doncic is. He, okay, listen. There's way too much banter for you guys. You guys are talking about within one game of each other. Can we just settle down. <laughs> That's fair. That is fair. How do you? I mean, I know. Uh, I forget who you took. Jay. I think you took the Suns when we did this. But what are you thinking, Jo? Suns and four. Suns and four yeah, coming and four. back. Suns and four. Suns and no, four. I. I I just wanted to say it. I was going to um, throw. Let's let's throw fifty bucks on that. If that because if that happens, I would literally be stunned. Nah, I just I just wanted to say it. Um, Suns and uh, Suns and six. Six games. Yeah, yeah. It's, reason, it's reasonable. Yeah, I I just I I think you guys are. Like I guess I. <laughs> You're really splitting hairs with every with your analysis is like someone just sitting listening talking to you. Like but, these guys uh, just go on for twenty minutes when one said seven and one said six. <laughs> but, I, but I'm leaning more and they're towards agreeing five, and you're both... leaning more towards the Mavs winning the series. No, I said the Mavs only win the series if Booker's not if Booker misses games. And and we we you guys both agreed that Booker is more important than Paul. And no, we didn't. I I said Paul needs to be the best player in the series. Yeah, but at the very beginning of the I conversation, said, but Booker needs I to be healthy. Said Booker yeah. is the most important. Yeah, Tori said Booker is the best. Yeah, and, the and best. Drews agreed with that. Yeah, I well, I think he's. Yeah, I mean, he's definitely better than Paul, but I think Luke is better than. Because that's when you were. 
Luke that's is the best player on the court uh, of all those guys. Anyway, yeah, but that's when Drew, you were like, Is there any more series? Oh, yeah, that's why we can keep going here. That's why, and Drew was like, this oh, is yeah, this that's is, why this we're is the only podcast. This is the only thing I have, guys. I'm gonna I'm gonna stretch Listen, this as long as I ha- I can. Can this I say it. three sentences? I let you guys ramble on for 20 minutes. I'm trying to make one point. And you guys just keep cutting me off. Screw Cal- you guys. Calmer than you, bro. <laughs> oh God. Calmer than you, bro. Good. I want to hear Jordan now. Go ahead. Uh, no, all I was saying was that it was, you guys both agreed about Booker, and now you're saying you didn't agree. Drew, that was your whole comment of that's why we're on this podcast together. Right. Okay. That's all I was saying. I agree S- with you, Jordan. I don't care. I just want to try to go for another 20 minutes. <laughs> all right. Well, um, the, the the last series we need to talk about is uh, the Lakers versus uh, – wait. No, the Knicks. Actually, the Knicks. Oh, I, oh Tor, here's, here's a good one for you. Mm-hmm. Knicks, let's say the Knicks end up with a top three pick this year, right? So that's going to get them Bancaro, uh, what's his name, uh, McLovin, or uh, the dude from uh, Purdue probably. Uh, J- Utah, Utah calls you. Donovan Mitchell's on the table. Interested? Uh... Unless you got the number one and you're getting Bancaro, no. I mean, I mean, yes. So if take Bancaro if you can, if you not. So if you okay, so so yeah, so so let's let's say let's say you get the number two pick. Okay. Here's my thing. How if many you're, first? You're, how many first are you giving up for for Mitchell? Just the number two pick. <laughs> and, and, and you throw in some players. I mean, I would throw it. I would throw an R.J. Barrett in the number two pick for Donovan Mitchell. <laughs> Oh, oh God! Would, would you not, that... If you're Utah, do you not take R.J. Barrett in the number two pick for Donovan Mitchell? No, absolutely not. What, what else would it take? Absolutely not. Um, I mean, seeing the amount of number first that get thrown out there, and it's the Knicks. Uh, probably three firsts. Okay, well then, yeah, forget that. Well, because you have Mitchell for what's he got? Four years left or three years left on his extension? I mean, not that, that means anything now, then, but then you could sign uh, Barrett to an extension. Uh, whatever. No, I'm saying for the Knicks. Now, if I'm, if I'm, bullshit. this is this is dumb. We're getting Knicks for clicks. Yeah, I'm just saying if if you're the Jazz, you're like, listen, like you you control him for like three or four years, so he's not just gonna be like, yeah, I want out of here because this is a train wreck. I understand that. I was curious. I, I was thinking. Uh, I was thinking about what Utah could do, and I'm like, huh. Well, let's get. We can get some Knicks talk on the podcast. How many firsts would Tory give up for Donovan Mitchell? That, that's my. You're saying one. That's my offer. One first round pick. Well, maybe a no couple, soup. Maybe a couple of seconds. I don't. No it. soup for you, pal. Whatever. I don't care. My my thing is, like, just I don't. What's tr- your I, thing? I don't trust the Knicks to take the right person, typically. So like, I, I feel like eventually they have to like luck into someone, and like you, but. I, I don't trust them to take the right person either. So, like, so, I, I so you know, if they got the number one pick, they would take McLovin, right, and not Bancaro. Probably. Yeah. 
Like, what would your reaction be? Like, on a scale of, like, 1 to 10, how close would you be to not being a Knicks fan anymore if they took McLovin over Bancaro? I, I ain't one of these fair-weather dudes, okay? I still, I still, <laughs> that watch, wouldn't be... I still watch the Pirates. <laughs> like, like, I probably watch 90 Pirates games a year, okay? Like, Why? That would... I think that would... That, that would... Got, that might I be got the more last loyalty than these players, okay? That would maybe that would most likely be the last straw for me if they were like, you got this guy who clearly sissy. looks like a pro, and you're taking this other clown. Because you're Ugh. a sissy, that's why. I guess. Look, there's a difference between being loyal to your team and I like understanding they suck and being loyal to them is two different things. I I understand the Knicks, but like the Pirates who are just making an embarrassment of Major League Baseball with, like, a $30 million payroll. Like, how, why do you even put that on? It's background noise. <laughs> so, so is your 1994 Alanis Morissette CD, but, like, <laughs> what? <laughs> just ja- put on Jagged Little Pill. And, and like, yeah, what, what, what the hell? Chris Paul's going to be listening say, to a lot. I must say, Jordan, that comment won me over head over feet. <laughs> Chris Paul's I mean, going to be listening to a lot of the Lamar set if they lose this series. Do what you got to do. I mean, oh, if, Lord. if the Knicks needed 10,000 spoons, if they needed a knife and there was 10,000 spoons there, they would take the 10,000 spoons. They, yeah, they, yeah. <laughs> no, I think you said that backwards. No. If there was 10,000 spoons and all you need is a knife, a spoon, if there was 10,000 spoons and all they needed was a knife, they would take the 10,000 spoons because that's the next. Yeah, correct. That's the right way to say it. It's yeah, just the way I'll I said bet. it the first time. You'll, you'll see tomorrow. So good. So, so good. Oh, I love getting our uh, our fresh Knicks talk in there. Hey. <laughs> all right. It's our jagged guys. little pill. That's all we got. Next, next, next week, where will Russell Westbrook go? Is it the Knicks? Oh, gosh. <laughs> love it. Well, sadly, I think that's it. We did. We we only got to do one since there were no game sevens. Uh, so hopefully, we get some more intriguing, uh, intriguing plot lines here. We can do another pod midway through these series if they're uh, compelling. Hey, I but, might I might be recording from an intriguing location in the future, but we'll, oh, more for that next podcast. That's exotic. Find find Tori and win a free Where two beers in hat. The world is Tori, not in San Diego. Yeah, that's right. Spoiler alert, uh, it won't be San Diego. Jay, you got you got anything else before we uh we put a bow on this one? No. I I don't. I just I just You really to... you really you really brought it there. <laughs> we just <laughs> <laughs> <You're>... <laughs> no. We just talked about the Knicks and Alonis Morissette. What more do you want me to bring? No. I I don't. I don't. You guys ready for this? Isn't it ironic? Don't you think? It's like Don't you wear it? Guys, good talk. See you out there. Big kisses. Never nervous.